Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wrestle, 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 hard, wrestle. Three practical steps to peak out this postseason. Welcome back to Mindset Monday. Gene and Jeff Zanetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coaches. We're all excited for the postseason. Hey, who isn't? Wrestling Mindset is a wrestling-specific sports psychology program designed to help you overcome mental blocks and win, not only in wrestling, but in life. Let's take it from the top, Jeff. How do we peak out in postseason? That's right. Well, we got a. This is we said we're doing a four-part series on the postseason. We did the open letter to parents last week, which has been really well received so far. And now we're talking about some ways we could mentally peak in the postseason. So everyone talks about peaking. We got to peak for the postseason, and a lot of times it's physical. You know, we should be tapering towards the end of the season. We should be training lower training volume, shorter duration, higher intensity. We talk about that a lot. How do we peak mentally though for the postseason? What did Coach, Coach Reina say at Coach University of Pennsylvania? We got where? The mountain is built. It's time to peak out. All right, Coach Reina, this one's for you. That's Let's right. Our top three. Now's the time. Number one, throw out the term perfection. Forget about perfection right now. And we hear it a lot. We might have touched on this a couple weeks ago, but you know our, our, our technique's got to be perfect for the postseason. Now we got to perfect this move or we got to perfect that. The reality is it's not going to happen. Outside of God, there is no perfection. So forget about perfection. That All that's going to do really is add nerves. We have to improve different things. We have to keep improving. That goes for now. That goes for next week. That goes for after the postseason. So yes, we're looking to improve different things. We're looking to hone different skills. Really, that might be the better term. We're looking to term is to hone our skills right now, not perfect them because it's not going to happen. We, we have a worksheet on relaxing under pressure, and we have 12 different word changes, simple word substitutions that you could make to overcome fear and anxiety and to think more proactive, positive, more confident. It's one of our best mindset worksheets and it's one of the most practical. Well, one of these, one of these word changes we have is from perfect and perfection to mastery. Again, when we're dealing with human beings, 
we're dealing we're dealing with we're dealing with imperfection. There's a lot of imperfection. There's signs of imperfection everywhere. So, and we see that psychologically, both at a, at a from a neurosis basis as well as sports, you're gonna people people struggle when they're thinking perfection. So instead of changing change that word perfection and perfect to master and mastery, you could be a master. Anyone can be a master. You look at the Olympic champs. You look at the Super Bowl champs. You know, there's points scored against your team. You don't have to be perfect to win a Super Bowl. You don't have to be perfect to win the Olympics. Damn you do have to be a master. So you're aiming for mastery. And this really became much more clear for me when I was studying for my master's degree at Springfield College. Um, shout out to the pride over there up in, um, up in Springfield, Massachusetts, and Coach Jay Holder over there and all, and all of our boys who are now coach. A lot of the wrestlers that are on that team now moved on to coach, which is a tremendous thing. But nonetheless, my master's degree thesis was on perfectionism and anxiety in, in wrestlers. We did this at the, at the summer camp at, at TCNJ. Shout out to Joe Galanti. We just got an email from him the other day. And, and, and Joe let us come in and, and coach Eisenhower at the time. They brought us in and, and we gave the assessments of anxiety and perfectionism to the wrestlers. And we found that even in the summer, perfectionism was related to anxiety. Wrestlers who were more perfectionistic got more nervous. They did worse. So at that moment, it hit us. We really need to make a, make a change there. We really want to make a change from perfect to mastery. Yep. A couple other notes I had here is, you know, there's not going to be a perfect match, right? The match doesn't have to go perfect. Like you said, in the Super Bowl, I think the quarterback in the Rams, he threw two interceptions at least, still won the game. He got it done when it counted towards the end of the game. So you make mistakes, you could recover. That's what's good about wrestling. You could make mistakes. There's no perfect match. So don't plan on having a, a perfect postseason, right? You could go undefeated. You could win it all without wrestling perfect. And then the other thing that I think is important here is there's no perfect opportunity for a takedown or for a turn, right? You have to make it happen, right? It, we can't look too much to, all right, I'm going to wait until the opportunity is perfect, until the leg is right there. We have to go get the leg, right? We got to propel ourselves. We got to jet, what do we say? We got to jettison ourselves towards the leg. You got to throw yourself to the leg. You have to create opportunities. There's no perfect opportunity to score. And then the same thing on top. You know, once we get our position, once we get our hold, we go for it. We talk about a lot. You have to decide today. You have to decide last April that when you get your lock in the in the state finals or in the region finals or in the district finals, we're going for it. So if you get that cross wrist, if you have that cradle locked, we're going for it. It doesn't matter what round it is. We've already made the decision in our head. It's locked. Might not be perfect. I'm going for it. Uh, so, that's what I, got no, there's no perfect opportunity for it. You got to make it happen. Uh, that this is why I love the sport of, the, of wrestling. Maybe just because that it, it coincides more with my personality. That in wrestling, for your move, good enough is good enough. If it looks good enough, if the, if if the leg looks like it's there, you go for it. If you miss it, you miss it. But good enough has to be good enough. It can't be the exact perfect moment. There is there is no perfect moment, as as we just keep saying. So and and also the great thing about wrestling is it's not like gymnastics or figure skating, and, and I respect those sports so much, but if you fall off the bar, <laughs> or if you fall off the balance beam, or if you, you know, you're in the, you're in the Olympics, you, you fall on figure skating, the likelihood of you winning is, is so bad. Whereas in wrestling, you get thrown to your back, you could get, you know, you could come back and still win the match, you could win the match big, even after coming down from a five-point deficit. That's great about wrestling, it's you can get it back. So good enough is good enough. Aim for mastery, not perfection.
Yep, and and you have to say there's some good things to be said about a perfectionist, right? It's not it's not totally bad. We we used to say that it's a, it's a double-edged sword because perfectionism drives us to be great, right? We're never we're never satisfied. So there are some qualities. If you are a perfectionist, you know, don't look at it totally as a bad thing. There's just certain things we have to improve on, but that's what drives us to be great. Like I want to improve. I'm not satisfied. I could do better today than I did yesterday. I could do better tomorrow than I did today. So it could be a, a great weapon as long as it's it's balanced out properly. That's that's a great that's a great point because going back to my thesis, when you look at the at the construct perfectionism as pertaining to the athlete, there's four subcategories: doubts about actions, concern over mistakes, personal standards, and organization. And what you see with that is when you look at those individual constructs that pertain to the athlete. The, the, the concern, as you'd imagine, the concern over mistakes and the doubts about actions, you could call bad perfectionism, maladaptive perfection. It's going to hurt you. But as you're saying, um, personal standards, high personal standards and high level of high levels of organization were actually associated with lower levels of anxiety, with higher levels of confidence. So when we look at these blanket terms sometimes like perfectionism, you don't want to slap a label on and say bad. It's like, well, hold on a second. Okay, as a whole, you don't want to be a perfectionist, right? But you don't want to have doubts about your actions. You don't want to have too much concern over your mistakes, but you do want to have personal standards and organization, which is why it's important that you would have a mindset coach break these constructs down for you and say, hey, this is what's helping. This is what's hurting. Yes. Last point here, I have acceptance. Now's the time for acceptance. Right, you're not going to feel perfectly the day of the district finals, right? You might not feel perfectly. I mean, the state finals, day three, it's a grueling tournament. And the NCAA's day three, it's like you've done a lot of wrestling. You're not going to feel perfect those days. Wait, right? you, might be a little, you might be a little bit more nervous than usual. Your your ankle might be tweaked a little bit, right? There might be a little uh, dings. That's okay, right? We're not focusing on feeling great. We have to accept. We're nervous. Whatever. We got to let the punches, we got to let everything just roll off of us. That's the important part at this point. It's a time for acceptance. Match day, competition day. We got to accept how we feel, focus on the things we can control our pre match routine, our actions, our warm up, getting to our ties, getting to our offense, scoring points. All right. As Ben Askren said, broadly speaking, you categorize people into some people who are planners and some people who are cowboys. And the planners, everything, they make sure everything is on point, their nutrition, their weight cut, uh, their sleep, which you need to be to be maximally successful. On the other hand, there's cowboys who the day of a competition, they might not have done any of that, but they could just snap it on mentally and they say, hey, whatever. Now, again, is it good? Is it bad? Depends. Just like the word perfectionism. Being a planner is good if you're able to accept, like you're saying here. Being a cowboy is good that radical acceptance if you're also planning. So it's it's a little bit of both. Don't just, don't, you got, go ahead. So plan, plan before and then be a cowboy on match day. That's what it sounds That's it. like. That's it. All right, number two, recharge your battery during the day and in between rounds. So we, we talked about this last week. You have a limited battery, similar to a cell phone. You wake up, you're at 100%. As the day goes on, you're on YouTube, you go on social media, Facebook, your Instagram, what happens? Your battery drains throughout the day. We have to make sure that we're recovering, we're recharging our battery. Same thing goes for a human, right? We have, we have limited energy, that's why you gotta sleep at night, that's why you have to eat, that's why you have to drink. 
So you have to make sure we're, we're looking at those things and taking them seriously. We're not overly stressed. We're not thinking about and talking about wrestling the whole day. We're eating properly. We're staying hydrated the best that we can. I know we have to, you probably have to lose some weight. We have to make sure we're taking those things um, by the horns. And then, and then of course, sleeping well also. So making sure we recharge our battery. Right. And so we're doing a lot of things. Again, one of those paradoxes, as we spoke about Ben Asker many times, wrestling has a lot of paradoxes where we're telling you to do a lot of things to feel good. Get yourself feeling as good as you can. That being said, the day of a match, maybe you're not feeling so good. You didn't have a good sleep. You didn't have a good weight cut. Um, you know, whatever might be going on. Bottom line is, who cares? Are you going to shoot or not out there? On top, are you going to really look to turn this guy? Or are you just going to hang on? On bottom, are you going to keep getting back up to your feet? Or are you just going to, you know, stay flat on your stomach for about nine seconds before you cut a, a knee underneath your chest? So get get yourself get yourself to that at that point where you're it's it's not all about the feelings. But that being said, do the things you can during the day to make yourself feel well, going along with recharging your battery, making sure that you're not watching too much wrestling. For most people, most of the time, and Jordan Burroughs said this too, that the more wrestling he watches at a tournament, the more nervous he gets. So he he tends to watch less. Getting out of the arena, going into the cafeteria. Being outside for a little bit if it's not if it's not a really cold cold day out there, uh, get some fresh air. Showering in between rounds. There's some there's some real truth to that. And, and the Soviet the, the Soviet sports journals that actually got earlier in the year on wrestling, they were talking about the importance of taking a, a 15 20 minute shower in between rounds of tournaments with water between 87 and 91 degrees. So it's like you know various, but they broke it all down. We're in between rounds. They're they're 10 minute self massage. Um, 10 or 15, 20 minutes in the shower between a certain temperature. It's, you know, and, and then also then there's your mindset where we would come in. Do you have a, a relaxation playlist on your phone? Have a playlist. Do you have maybe YouTube videos you could watch that, that make you smile and laugh and take your mind off the sports? In, every, in other words, you have to plan it ahead of time. Don't wait till the, the match or the tournament comes to think about creating distractions there. You don't want to have random distractions. You want to be focused. Random distractions, bad. Planned distractions, good. That's how you recharge your battery during the day. That's right. You beat me to it. That was my last part is just a good practical step. Create a plan to recharge your battery during the week. What are you going to do during the week? Right. You have some time right now. You have some time today. District week, region week, state week, conference, sectionals, nationals. What are you going to do during that week to make sure that you recover physically, mentally, and emotionally? Write it out. And then how about in between rounds, right? There's going to be times where, we're, you know, there's there, sometimes matches come up quicker. Sometimes they come, we have a long break in between, right? Depends if we're in the wrestlebacks, early rounds, later rounds. What are you going to do in between rounds to make sure that we're physically, mentally, and emotionally recovering? Ha have a plan. And one of the mistakes that I'd say that I see probably every year is, all right, somebody loses in a round. Let's say you're in the region tournament. You wrestle, you lose in the semifinals. And now you have you have to win your next match, right? You have to win your next match to qualify for the states. I'm talking about in New Jersey. So what you'll see is you'll have a guy after he loses, maybe he'll get a sip of water, and then for the next hour or two, he's warming up, he's pacing because he's thinking about I have to win this next match to qualify for the nat for the states. Well, okay, you you never do that in between matches. You're never on your feet for two hours straight in between rounds. So don't over warm warm, warm up. Don't over not train, but don't over yeah, don't overdo your pre-match routine. Do what you normally do. So you have to make sure whether you win a big match or lose a heartbreaking loss, be consistent, right? So don't make the mistake of, 
all right, I'm going to warm up for the next two hours because I'm so fired up because I want to qualify for the for the next round or the next tournament. Do what you normally do. Have a plan and stick with it, win or lose. Right. Any wrestler who's been following our podcast for a while knows you should have a pre-match routine by now. If you don't, I don't know what the problem is. Make one. <laughs> Get it going. And you should know how long it takes. In other words, you should know, okay, I start my pre-match routine 20 minutes before I step out there. As the, especially in season, the tournaments are much more organized than in the offseason. You know when it's about 20 minutes until you come up. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling-specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a Wrestling Mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to wrestlingmindset.com. Click on the free trial session. Type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. Get yourself ready at that time, regardless of what happened before. So knowing how long it takes and then doing it. And as you said, knowing how to um, reset yourself or know how to um, relax and keep yourself calm during the week, during the tournament, and during the match. You could have many resets in the, mid in the middle of the match. We always say taking a deep breath. Anytime you go out of bounds, uh, ref blows the whistle, stalemate, potentially dangerous in the middle of the period, whatever might happen where there's a break in the action, take one deep breath and shake it loose. That helps you reset yourself during the match. Again, you can't be up here the whole time. If you watch in the, even if you watch in the Olympics, you don't see guys just, you know, wrestling. You don't see them banging, banging, banging for a full six minutes. They pick their spots. And I'm not saying they're not wrestling hard the whole time. Yeah, they're hand fighting. Yeah, they're setting up their shot. Yeah, they're taking shots. They're scrambling. But it's not just smash mouth the entire time. So, you, you can't, you can't, your energy level can't be high the whole time, whether it's leading up to a tournament, whether it's at a tournament or in a match, there has to be at least many breaks that you give yourself to recharge the battery. Otherwise this phone won't last all day. Eventually you have to recharge the battery. So it's the same thing with yourself and it's have a plan, have a plan, have a plan. Don't just listen to the podcast. Everyone who's listening to this podcast any serious coach, parent, or athlete should have a notepad in front of them. And I get it. A lot of times you listen to this while you're driving. I do that too. You, you got it when, when you get home or when you get to wherever your destination is, you pull, up your, you pull up your notepad on your phone or you have a journal and you write it down because you know, you don't, you're not going to get anything about just listening to us say a hundred times, get a pre-match routine and have a plan to relax during the tournament. You have to actually do it. So put the pen to paper and take the time. And, and serious coaches and parents, you talk to your kids about this. They need this. This is the difference sometimes more than the technique. This is the difference between, you know, even over the strength and conditioning, how many people they break mentally at the end of the year. And a lot of people break at the end of the year. And it was all mental. So don't underestimate your impact as a parent or coach to, to bring this up. Number three, develop clarity in your technique and common positions. 
So clarity is important now because we're, we're really trying to think less as we get into the postseason. Ideally, we do all the thinking now. So when it comes to the competition, when it comes to wrestling, we just wrestle. You hear it all the time. Just wrestle. Just wrestle out there. In other words, don't overthink it. Well, how do you do that? By thinking beforehand, by having a plan, by having clarity in your technique. So you have to know what you're doing, right? To have to not think when you're wrestling, you have to, you have to, it's got to become second nature, right? And I'm, I'm sure it is for most wrestlers at this point, right? Or who, who advance to the, the later tournaments. The problem is we, we're thinking too much because we're nervous or we didn't have a plan. So develop clarity in your technique. So make it simple. Maybe you want to break down a little bit how the brain works, right? The left versus the right side. That might be helpful for, for some of our listeners. Yeah, so basically you have the left side of your brain. You have the right side of your brain. Left side is more analytical, logical, and rational. Right side of your brain, again, broadly speaking, is more flow, feelings, emotions. So the question always becomes, what, what side of your brain should you be using? Both. <laughs> Correct, both. You want to I got, be using- I got, it wrong. I got it wrong last time. Correct, you want to be using your full brain. <laughs> and maybe that's the problem with, with the world. A lot of people are only using half their brain. And I mean, that you look around, it's like, hey, and I'm, and, and I'm sure I'm guilty of that too. So use your full brain. So what does that mean? That means different, you want to program your, your, your conscious mind with, as we said, the left side of your brain is more analytical um, thoughts and, um, you know, logic. So for that, you want to program with words. You want to say words to yourself. We're always talking to yourself. We're always talking to ourselves. All great wrestlers talk to themselves. All people talk to themselves. Maybe you don't say it out loud, but you're talking to yourself. So what you want to do is you want to control the dialogue that's going on up here. As frequently as you can, you want to control the dialogue going on in your mind. So when you're on autopilot, you've programmed yourself, your left brain to think properly. And a lot of us over our over our, the course of our life, we've, you know, we've had bad, whether it's, you know, influences of certain teachers or parents or friends where we've developed negative associations where we've we've become more fearful or or anxious or worried in situations where we really don't need to be or times just we've made associations. This guy, this wrestler is older than me, so they're going to beat me or this wrestler is from Blair or from Iowa or you know, this wrestler has really cool shoes, real expensive wrestling shoes or whatever, whatever it might be. This wrestler has this name and their dad did this or that. So we have all these negative associations. We want to break those associations with with words, talking to yourself. So get in the habit of talking to yourself and programming and programming yourself on a regular basis. So it's automatic. Now, the right side of our brain is more flow feelings. It responds more to images and it responds more to music. So this is why a lot of people will have a lot of success listening to music, um, songs that are more inspirational and empowering, can do it music, you could call it. Same thing with uh, pictures or motion pictures, videos, YouTube, that's gonna be probably more right side of your brain. It's it's not as analytical. Um, this, Kale Sanderson has Penn State draw, have the athletes, he was, an, what was he, an art major or something like that. So he has his athletes draw a picture of themselves achieving their goals. And I've even heard of high schools doing this, have kids make a dream board, all the things they want to accomplish in 10 years. So it's it's activating more the flow, the feelings, the emotions, and the left side of your brain is more the words. So you, you need both. And the way you do that with your techniques, so we talked, so we were, the topic really was clarity. 
And I, I was really looking to pull up this one John Smith video. We did a technique camp at, at Oklahoma State, all these coaches there. And, and he was saying, you need to know what moves you're doing in certain situations. He said, if you don't, it was funny because when he was explaining that before he went into the technique, he, you could just see he had to, it was bubbling up inside him. He had to make this point. He said, you need to know what you're doing in wrestling. How are you making contact with your man? What tie up are you looking for? What's your first move on top? What's your first move on bottom? If you don't know this, you're scared. And he said that about himself. He's like, if I don't know what I'm doing, if I don't know how I'm making contact, if I don't know what I'm looking for, I'm scared. So there's got to be clarity. So you have the clarity knowing, and this is where we tell everyone, your focus when you're on neutral top or bottom is what we call your power offense. This is exactly how we coach our kids. It's power offense. And we're not telling them what to do. That's the job of, of your coaches out there. Our job is to help you think straight and to, and to think less. Like you said, the big misconception with mindset, people think our job is to make you think more and it's going to confuse you. Wrong. Our job is to help you think less. And we're think less and think right the proper way correctly so which means positive proactive and 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 logical rational okay so your power offense your best three takedowns on your feet your best three moves on top your best three moves on bottom a b and c you need to know that now with your takedowns a b and c you should also know what are your two or three best two or three best setups to each of those takedowns and what are your two or three best finishes so when you when you when you calculate it, what is it? Three times th three times three times. I, I don't know. Jeff, Jeff's the math guy. But the point is, there's not a whole lot when you think about it, when you break it down. There's not a whole lot of possible scenarios. If you know what your plan is, you have to go in with the game plan. I just watched our video with um with Vogar and and, and he was our talk with him on this, our, our series on secrets of Soviet sports training. He said the guy who's better doesn't always win the match. Usually the guy who has a plan wins the match. So, and I get it. Mike Tyson said everyone has a plan until you get hit. But the point is, it, what are you telling yourself after that? The guy who doesn't have that plan is the one who's going to lose. So your clarity comes in best three moves on neutral, best three moves on top, best three moves on bottom. Write them down. That's the left side of your brain. And now you know it, A, B, and C. You could say it and you tell yourself over and over. That's left side of your brain. Right side of your brain, when you're on neutral top and bottom, pick a focal point, pick a certain word, put either, either a word, a phrase, or an image or a song that gives you a good feel or a good flow. So on, on, on top, it might be, I would say, for me, I like the idea of a cowboy where you're you know the, riding the bull, right? On the bottom, though, I'm thinking of being the bull. I'm thinking about that that bull that was that was smashing people, Bodacious. If you look up Bodacious, he was he, he like, you know, they were they actually retired this bull because he because he was putting people in the hospital. Like people, killed a guy. what's that? He killed a guy. Yeah. So I mean, I'm thinking on bottom, it's like it's like you're gonna crush this guy. So it's you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna keep coming up. And on neutral, I might watch either you know a John Smith video of him moving around with great motion, or watch you know brands just running a guy off the mat it's like okay i'm gonna have that kind of movement and i'm gonna have that kind of domination so or, or just any kind of image so you have words and you have an image that you put in your head and it's that simple top three moves neutral top and bottom and then have a word or an image for each one of those positions yeah and i think a good example getting back to kale sanderson he said one of the things when he would be nervous he would just he would think he'd go back to clarity he'd say move my feet and get to my collar tie. And now think about Kale Sanderson wrestling. When he was moving his feet and he got to his collar tie, <laughs> he did pretty good. He did pretty good. But it's 
it's saying a lot. It's, it's a similar thing. We use uh, Coach Shulman from Rutgers. He would say, your tie or no tie. There's a lot of clarity in that, right? It's like you have to know what your tie-ups are. There's, there's a lot that you have to know for that to make sense, really. But, but once you do that, that does make a ton of sense. Your tie or no tie. And then it goes back to, all right, I'm nervous before a match. What am I doing with my hands on the whistle? What, what tie-up do I want to be in? Is, is it a collar tie? Do I want to get to an underhook? Because chances are I shake hands and I'm an underhook guy and I get to an underhook. I'm feeling pretty good right there. Right. So I want to get to those tie ups as soon as possible. So those are those are some common things you could be thinking about. Move your feet, get to your dominant tie up or maybe you want to be in the open. So it's move my feet, stay in the open. So clear, clearing his ties. And then and then the other thing I, I think about here is just common position. So outside of just our best takedowns, our best escape, our best turns. All right. Well, you know that in almost every match, your opponent's going to collar tie you at some point. How am I clearing or scoring from a collar tie? Right? If I don't have an answer for that, I'm going to get slowed down. And you know, I'm, I'm in a pretty bad position because that's, again, that's, it's going to happen in almost every match that you wrestle. You know, so that, that's just an example. A mat return, I'm going to get in a mat res, return position most matches. What am I doing? Am I just going to, he's going to get to his feet, I'm just going to cut him loose? Or do I know what mat return I'm going to? Um, a quad pod position, a front headlock. Right, you're going to be in a front headlock and have a front headlock in many matches. What do I do from there? So I know it sounds like a lot, and this is why you know the mindset training has to be done in advance of the postseason. When you break these things down, and when you know all the key positions in wrestling, what you're going to do, you know you feel a lot better about the position. Even even um when you're on your back, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Right? We brought up the Brands versus Cross video, match three of the Olympic trials. He's on his back. You know, he could have been pinned in the first 30 seconds. You know, there was clarity. I'm going to bridge. I'm going to bridge like crazy. And he basically <laughs> threw, threw Kendall Cross off him from a back bridge. But there's clarity. I'm on my back. You don't want to be there. It doesn't happen a lot. But I got to know what I'm doing in that situation. Right. And then you contrast that with Kyle Snyder when he was against Sajulayev and in the NCAA finals against Gadsden. And it, it almost looked like he didn't have a heartbeat when he was on his back. And we're not putting him down. He's a guy, Kyle Snyder. It's like he's crushing people. He's rarely on his back. But it shows even a really good guy. Maybe it may be an area to improve on bridging. And a lot of wrestlers are like that. Yeah. I even think about it going back to like college. I don't remember ever in college practicing, like starting from a live go on your back or, or back bridging. I don't even know if we front bridge, but never, never on our back. Not that I could remember anyway, but, but that's something, yeah, that's not going to be the, the, there might be bigger fish to fry in practice. I understand that, but to never have done that in, in four years in college, you know, that might be something that you got to, got to rethink that a little bit because when people are on their back, it is important that they, they get off their back and they don't give up six points and that they could come back and win, right? There's got to be some clarity there, especially when you get to a higher level, you're not on your back a lot. So it might be you might be more likely to get flustered if you get put on your back. Right. So it's it's you know, like you said, it's it's a lot because there's many different situations in, in wrestling. So it when in doubt, just just keep it simple. Your power offense, neutral top and bottom. What are your best three moves and go to that? But yes, the more advanced lesson here would be, and we break this down, we go through all the different positions and uh, Mark Schultz spoke about this in his book, um, Foxcatcher. He said him and Dave did this. They would write down all situations they could be in and what they were looking to do in those situations. So what you should be able to do, not even theoretically in practice, is we should be able to talk through a match. If 
Jeff and I are on the line. It's like, okay, we're shaking hands. It's like, and I'm going to, you know, we shake hands. What am I looking to do? I'm, I'm closing the gap. I'm looking to get my head position. I'm looking to get my elbow control. Maybe Jeff's going to tell you he does something else. And, you know, if I say, okay, now I'm going to sweep single, he's going to say, then I'm going to stuff your head and I'm going to get my, and I'm going to get your hips on top. And then I'm going to say, okay, well now I'm going to look to cat back up. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to, you know, bring my knees into the leg as opposed to trying to suck in the leg. And then he's telling me he's going to get the grip all the way up in the crotch and he's going to hip down. He's going to get the, you know, in other words, we should be able to talk. You should be able to, talk, should be able to talk through a match. Might, might even be a good lesson and activity to do sometimes. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do in those situations? And then, and then here's John Smith saying it. This is the, I found the video. So you talk long enough. You could, you could, um, so now one, th one thing I will say is that you, you really want to, with our wrestling minds, this is so robust. I mean, we have so much stuff. It's not been funny as far as information. And I'm just, I'm just saying, because we've been doing this for a while now, you could look at our playlist. You're following wrestling mindset. Go to our playlists. We have technique playlists on there where we've brought together some of our, our favorite technical videos. And, and, and it's not just technique. Also, a lot of times the coaches are giving their theory and, and here's one of them. So my point is go through our stuff. Like, don't just, don't just look at the, like, yes, watch the most recent video, but go through our playlists. Like actually click wrestling mindset, click playlists and see, what we put together, we have stuff on strength training and they're not all us. In fact, most of them aren't. Well, here's technique. Here's John Smith. See if you could hear it. Know what he wants to do when somebody takes a shot. I know what he's going to do to the three breakdowns that he has on the whistle on top. He's comfortable with it. I know that there's two or three things that he does on bottom. showing this but it's probably more overkill at this point but stop sharing there we go so he's going to go on he's going to say what do you do like what are you looking for on top in double overtime in, in these different situations he's if he's saying if john smith is saying if he doesn't know what he's going to do he's scared but what do you how do you think your athletes are feeling how do you think your son or daughter is feeling so they got to know what they're doing have a plan and it, it brings up a good point too clarity in situations right you, you kind of alluded to there that would be another thing I'd be thinking about and using your visualization for this. What are you going to do when you're up by a point in the state finals and you have a stall call against you and you're on your feet? What are we going to do when we're down by a point? What's our go-to takedown? How are we going to set it up? Right? Going through those things. What happens if I, if I get hit with two stalls on top? You know, am I going to, am I going to cut the guy loose or am I going to continue to ride? What if I'm, what if there's 10 seconds left in overtime, in double overtime, I'm on top. Am I dropping down to the ankle because I think that's what you're supposed to do, or I'm going to continue to ride with my with my dominant ride on top? And I'm not saying the answer here because it might, it's going to be different for every person. But don't be surprised by that. 
What if I get a bad call? What if I think I have the takedown at the end of the period and it goes into overtime instead? What am I going to tell myself in that moment? All right, win the match two or three times. But think about these situations. They're going to they're going to happen, right? You're going to get bad calls. I'm going to be in in matches where it's where it's probably closer than I want it to be. Right? There's going to be bad stall calls or just legitimate stall calls. There's going to be there's going to be a time where the guy is is going all out against me with 30 seconds left because I have a lead. There's, there might be times where I'm down by a point. What am I going to do? What am I telling myself? So we want to have clarity in these situations so that we can at very least live and die by the sword. Right? But we, we don't want to have a mental hiccup where it's, I don't know why I did that. At very least, we want to know why we did a certain thing in a certain moment. Right? So we want to be deliberate with our actions. And then the other thing I was thinking about in terms of clarity, knowing knowing our go-to moves. I'd rather an athlete have a B-plus move with A-plus clarity. Why? Because they're going to be faster. They're going to have more purpose. They're going to have more attitude behind it, right? So I'd rather, the, again, B-plus technique with A-plus effort and clarity because there's no hesitation. We can't hesitate. He who hesitates dies. So we got we to make sure that we're clarity. Of course, we want the A-plus technique and A-plus clarity, but at very least at this point in the season, maybe we can't develop the, the A or A-plus technique, right? Or maybe it's a position we're struggling for, but at very least we can have A-plus clarity in those positions. So make sure we're, we're, good, we're good there now, <laughs> this week. Right. That goes for parents, too, who are golfers. You want to have a conservative strategy and a cocky swing. That's what I learned from Dr. Um, Dr. Bob Rotella, who has, uh, wrote a, um, has a thing, golf is not a game of perfect. And when I heard when I first listened to it back in probably 2003 or 2004, I was easily able to apply that to wrestling, right? You want to have a conservative strategy and a cocky swing. In other words, you want to be de deliberate about your movements. We always talk about the importance of strength and speed. Well, you could be really strong and really fast, and if you're not deliberate, you lose the strength and the speed. As opposed to you take a guy, how many times do you see sometimes these upperweights coming in from football? They never wrestled before, and for them it's just, I'm going to hit you with the double leg. That's all they really learned. And they hit you with the double leg because they're deliberate. And then there's also teams that have a certain system. They have a certain move. Maybe you have a, a cradle team or a headlock team or – a fireman's carry team or the, the, the roll through tilt team, right? And, and most of their athletes get it. Why? Because they're deliberate. So if you're, if you're deliberate, if you're, if you're self-assured when you have those moves, you're going for it, you're automatically a stronger and a faster wrestler. Think about that. You spend so much time developing strength and speed and explosive power, hopefully. And then when we're out there, if we're not deliberate, you're not going to move quickly. So it's almost like, what's the point? So, Put your mind into it. Whatever you're going to do, you make the decision and you go for it. But that decisiveness, that's the word I was looking for. Decisiveness. You're not, it's going to be hard to have that decisiveness if you don't plan it ahead of time. And the simplest way you can do that is put it on paper. And then you know, if this situation happens, I'm going for this. Case closed. You decide that on paper. So then when you get in the match, boom, it's 100%. All right. So the plan is to do one more podcast on the postseason. So I think next week's going to be seven, seven keys to championship weekend, seven keys to championship weekend to be to being successful. So we're going to do one more in the postseason, and of course now is still the time for for some one-on-one -on -one mindset training, right? Some of these we we say it a lot, but some people just need somebody to talk to now. I know you're not going to get every single lesson, and we're going to get 
very few lessons in if we start right now. That's why you want to start as soon as possible. But a lot of these situations, people just need somebody to talk to, really to calm them down before the postseason, what you can be focusing on and what you shouldn't be focusing on. Right. It, so now, as always, is the time to start. It's it's a lifeline. And it's, I mean, how many guys, that, how many athletes that we've had that were heavy favorites or even really confident calling us mid-state tournament or at, at their conference tournament in college or nationals, we're, we see it all the time. And, and that's a big thing. We could be a lifeline to your athletes. And if we don't know them a little bit before the competition, it's hard to direct them at the competition. So you, you don't want to sign up championship weekend and then we've never dealt with you before. Let us let us learn more about your kid now, your team now. And then when this when the tournament comes, we could help you. So I've been many times where dads come up to me after the region tournament, which is right before, right after the region finals. Hey, I want you to, you know, I want you to work with my kid. It's like we have a week before the states. I don't even know your kid. So that's the idea. Let's let's get started now. Of course, uh, want to put it out there. Also, we are hiring. Wrestling mindset is looking for people who are passionate about mindset, passionate about sports psychology. Um, you might be looking to be a, a mindset coach. Help us speaking at different wrestling clubs, working with individual athletes, working with teams. Uh, a lot of people that have worked with us are, are people who are unsatisfied or unsettled in their career. They, they look, they want more. They just want to be doing more. They feel like there's a calling inside of them that's not being answered. I want to help kids. This is what I want to do. I want to help mentor kids so they can have it better than me, so they can reach their goals. It's a satisfying thing, helping kids reach their goals. And not just reach their goals, but make them better people for life. So if you're looking to make a career change, if you're serious about wrestling mindset, if you're serious about sports psychology and, and making better people, you let us know and you come to us. We're looking for hustlers. We're looking for go-getters. We, we approach our business and we approach helping our athletes the same way we did with our wrestling career. That's why wrestling mindset is your career and it's, and it's your coaching. We're hungry to help our athletes improve. If you're hungry to help people improve on and off the mat, you get a hold of us. So quick recap of today, three ways, three practical ways to peak out for the postseason. Number one is mastery, not perfection. Two is radical acceptance and find ways to relax, plan out how you're going to relax. The week of a, of a tournament throughout the week, the night before and in, in between rounds and even during the match. And finally, number three was clarity. What's your power offense? Your three best takedowns, your three best turns on top, your three best um, escapes or reversals on bottom. If three is too many, I'd rather you think two. If two is too many, I'd rather you think one. Whether it's wrestling, school, business, or life, mindset makes the difference. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 